Welcome to another B-Movie Extra. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And uh, we are talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, which was released uh, just this past week, um, December 18th of 2015. Just to give you a heads up, if you haven't seen the movie, this is going to be riddled with spoilers yeah we're so not we're not holding your, back at all this, this is one. your spoiler alert so you better tune out by the time i count to back to one or you're going to be in for some painful hurts three two one han solo is dead yup that's the big reveal at the end so oh, uh, the big climax of the movie so paul you wanted to talk about star wars the force awakens um so i'll let you kick this ball off here Okay, so I've seen this movie twice now. I um, saw it in theaters with, um, it was kind of a uh, Christmas gift I got for my mom. I got her tickets to see it. I got myself a ticket, obviously. So I saw it the first time, and when, after that I said, I need to see this again to really get a good opinion on it. So I saw it again, and now I feel pretty comfortable in how I feel about it. And I gotta say, I wasn't overly impressed by this like almost everyone I know is saying what an amazing film this was and I didn't think it was bad but I didn't I don't get all the praise that it's getting what do you think I, I on the other hand I've only seen it once um I went with my wife and her her mom and dad uh, the day after Christmas and you know I have to say the same thing I wasn't impressed I thought it was a good movie, but I don't think it was great. I don't think it was amazing. There was nothing, like, revolutionary about it. Um, the graphics were good, but they weren't, like, better than anything else that's out there today. The story was okay. Um, it was just kind of like an amalgam of, like, all the other Star Wars movies ripped apart and thrown back together in different orders. Um, now, I've played a lot of Star Wars video games. I've read some Star Wars novels. I've read some Star Wars comic books. You know, I, I've seen all the other Star Wars movies. I've seen the entire Clone Wars series. I've not seen anything that's Star Wars Rebels. But at this point, I've seen and read and experienced so much Star Wars that to me, this was nothing new. This was nothing exciting. This was nothing like a big... This was not a big event to me. Like, there's so much Star Wars out in the world that if you really experience it, this really doesn't compare to what's out there. Yeah, personally, I've seen... um all the Star Wars movies. I um, I love the original trilogy. Um, Empire Strikes Back is one movie I would actually rate as a perfect ten. I'd give it like zero on the shot scale because it is one of the one of the most perfect movies ever. That may be life. the only movie that I break the shot scale for yeah. and say it's a zero out of it's ten. It's absolutely perfect. It is and, the best Star Wars movie out yeah. of the bunch. And I don't really think it's unfair to compare other Star Wars movies to it. I mean, none of none can compare quite to that degree, but everything from that point on is kind of, you weigh it against that and see how well it does. And to me, everything that's come after the original trilogy, before the original trilogy, or anywhere in between... I, I really haven't been super impressed with just because I feel like that told a complete story. And I've been waiting to see how can they expand the universe better. I've read some of the books. They were okay, but it didn't do anything for me. I've seen some of the cartoons. Yeah, whatever. Prequels are... Well, fuck the prequels. I mean, once, you, once you've read about Han Solo and Chewbacca fighting zombies on a that, Star that's Destroyer, cool, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta top that. And this movie just didn't do it for me. Yeah, there were... Um, I mean, I was entertained by it. There were some things that I thought it, they started out pretty well. 
there's a lot of like obvious callbacks to the original. And but... I, I liked I liked that they started out with kind of like a, a stormtrooper going rogue and and all that. That was neat. That was different. That was yeah. new and interesting. But overall, they're really, in my opinion, it was just a retelling of the original, except not as well done. And there were a lot of like, there's a lot of fan service in this movie, uh, as everyone knows. Um, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill made made appearances in it as um as a Han Solo and R two D two and C three PO were back. Everyone's in it. It was like they had a checklist of like what we need in a Star Wars movie. And it's, and it's actually kind of funny when when R two D two was revealed in my theater, like a bunch of children went yay R two D two. Oh my god! In my it was theater, kind of funny. Yeah, in my theater, whenever like when Han Solo was first there, like oh my god, it's Han Solo. Did oh people my god, clap like, in your theater? Yes, and I'm like, oh my god, shut the fuck up! I was, like, I was like, it's a movie. Yes. Come on, stop clapping. They, they can't, can't hear, hear you. you. Exactly. Like, why do people clap in movies? That's so annoying. It's like, no, they can't hear you. They're not on the other side of there. They're not acting in front of you. They're like so many miles away. This is just a projection. Calm the fuck down. But, like, yeah, you got all that, and, like, which was nice the second time I saw it, because it was, it was on, actually, Christmas Eve, so there was some time in between that, and I didn't get any of that in the theater that time, like, oh my god, thank god. See, that's one of the reasons I don't like going to theaters, especially for big movies. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I was like, I'm glad I waited a week, but even waiting a week, you know, Star Wars was a big release. Yeah. It, the theater was packed. It was almost sold out. There were probably about ten seats in the theater, that weren't sold out, and we went to a ten fifteen a.m. showing, so it, it wasn't like it was smack dab in the middle of the day. It wasn't late night. It wasn't a big date movie. It was just one of those. It's Star Wars, and everyone wants to see it, and that brings me to one of my big complaints about this movie. People keep talking about it's breaking records. It's smashing through them. It, it's setting a new precedence. Okay, so fucking. Age of Ultron. It broke record. This is yeah. the presence. It's blah, 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 blah. That's like the new Jurassic thing, World. Like... It broke records. It's setting a new precedence. Star Wars. Okay. Now, first off, going back to Age of Ultron and going back to Jurassic World, the records that they broke are records from several years ago. I think, I think was it Avatar? Yeah, Avatar was the highest, um, the largest budget. So now, when Avatar came time. out, there, there were theaters that offered it in 3D. It was very selective, um, and there, there, you know, weren't nearly as many as there are today. Number one, it costs more money to go to a movie in 3D. Number two, there are a lot more theaters showing in IMAX now. It's a bigger fucking screen, big deal. Yeah, it's not really and, and like... It, and it costs more money. Yeah. So there's your number two thing for more money. It's not be, really a fair comparison. To be gained comparison. by the movie. Number three... Especially for Star Wars, it has been offered to be seen so many more times than other movies. Age of Ultron and Jurassic World, neither of those movies were offered for 24 hours straight at any theater. Yeah. Jura or Star Wars, uh, oh, The Force Awakens, the theater close to me, close to you, Paul, they ran it for 30 hours straight. They Holy were open from, from 8 p.m. on Thursday for the premiere all the way to 4 a.m. Saturday morning, showing the movie constantly on multiple screens. You didn't have that for any other movie. So how could those movies hope to get more money or hope to be the same as Star Wars when it's offered so many more times? 
And even comparing to Avatar or when you went, like, it broke the record for Titanic. You know, those movies, one, it cost less to go to movies several years ago. And two, theaters had less hours years ago. That's like, I, I hate this. It's breaking all these records. Because you know what? It has a better chance to break these records because it costs more to go to the movie. There are more options, which cost more to go to it. And they're offering it more times than those movies were ever offered. Plus, let's face it, these movies had years to build up. So, like, even if this movie had been a complete disaster, so many people would have seen it. Because it's Star Wars Episode Seven. We, we, we This movie has literally been in the making for, like, over 30 years. So... So yeah, I'll, I'll let you get back to you now. I, now that I've gotten that all out of my system. No, I, I completely agree. And the record-breaking fuckiness of shit gaggle that it yeah. is. I, I've definitely noticed that movies like this, and you mentioned like Age of Ultron and, um, and Jurassic World, not that they, any of them were bad necessarily, but it seems like people are going to them and excuse instantly... Me, excuse me. Age of Ultron. Okay, I, I didn't like the first Avengers movie, so I chose not to see it. I'm not a big superhero fan in general. I'm not knocking them. I used to be really into them. I loved the first Avengers movie, by the way. I, I wasn't really but a fan. But Age of Ultron was bad. Okay, I'll take your word for that one. I, I'm, I'll probably see it eventually. Jurassic World I got for my wife for Christmas. Yeah, so. I, I like Jurassic World. It wasn't a perfect movie, but it, it was fun at least. And But I've been noticing like people seem to be ready to praise Star Wars before it even came out. It's like... It's like, this is going to be the best movie ever, and people seem to have their minds made up, and then it seemed like once they saw, like, there's Han Solo, there's, like, you know, they're talking about the Force, there's R2-D2 and C-3PO, all this other stuff, it's just, like, they already expected it to be a great movie, and then that solidified in their mind, and once again, it wasn't a bad movie. But I really don't feel it, it deserves all the praise it got. And I feel at like the same people time, are obsessed with nostalgia, and the nostalgia thing is what really gives it the motives. And everything but you it, mentioned was shown in the trailer. And exactly. that's my thing. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, fan service, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, the Millennium Falcon, explosions, 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 Force. lightsabers. That's, yeah. And that's all the movie was. Exactly, I completely agree. But there, there's a little more detail to it, so let's let's try and get into that. Let's let's talk about the characters a little bit. What they, character? Which characters? Let's see. They've got um. Okay, so the main character is a a girl named Ray. She's from some desert planet called Jakku, and she's kind of exactly mostly like uh, Luke, Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. She and meets a little droid who. Take two has a mission to deliver a message, and then it was gets, given by an old man. Yes, by an old man, and she gets caught up in this these crazy hijinks, and it ends up fighting the Empire. Oh, I'm sorry, the First Order. Now, when I saw Ray at first, my first thought was, "Man, she's pretty hot." Yeah, she's she's good looking. And then my second thought was, her "Man, accent didn't help, didn't her accent help. is amazing." Oh man! I and uh, then my accent. third thought was, "Hey." Those clothes look oddly familiar, and what it was was they took Luke Skywalker's clothes and Princess Leia's clothes from A New Hope, and they crossbred them, and they got this, you know, tunic, kind of like cross-checkered, cross, this like X-tunic and skirt that was a crossbreed between their, their clothing from A New Hope. And I was like, oh, that's why it looks familiar, because it's the same fucking thing that I saw 10 goddamn 20 years ago. She happens to live on a desert planet, just like Luke and Anakin. And, and just like Luke, you know, Luke had a, a rifle that he carried around with him on Tatooine. 
she has this very long weapon, which is actually very reminiscent. It's I actually it might be the same exact weapon that uh, Princess Leia had in Return of the Jedi when she appeared as the bounty hunter at Jabba's palace. That bow staff thingy, you know. Actually, I am I am convinced a hundred percent that it is the same exact prop that was used in Return of the Jedi. I Why? See that. Because what does Rey get at the end of the movie? She gets the lightsaber. She gets Luke Skywalker's yeah. lightsaber. So, of course, if she got Luke Skywalker's lightsaber at the end of the movie, she had to have Princess Leia's staff at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Because and, fan service! Yeah, and okay, I'm not really bothered by the fact that she has a similar background to Luke and everything. Or that so, she's hot. Yeah, well, I definitely wasn't bothered by that one, and the fucking British accent was very sexy. But anyways, I like... Okay, so, yeah, she goes on here. The problem I had with her character was she was just instantly good at everything. Like, for one, she she was a master pilot, which I never under... I didn't get it when, um... I got it with Luke because he wasn't a slave. He was just kind of like... He'd fly... He, he actually owned a little... T-16. Yeah, yeah and he'd fly that around because he was bored on a little desert planet and nothing to do. Shooting wall rats. Yeah. As far as I could tell, um, Ray didn't have any of that, and it's just like with Anakin, who is like a slave, but also had time to create a pod racer and, and C three PO and all this other shit. Like that, that was ridiculous. But she's good at that, and like she ends up in the Millennium Falcon, and she knows how to pilot it. She knows how to fix it. She knows all this other stuff using all these engineering terms she shouldn't know. Like, and it was just like too much. And then. What ends up happening in the movie is she, there's, she ends up being, like, a Jedi. She's got, I don't know, her midichlorians are, like, off the scale, I guess. It's over 9,000. Yes, it's over 9,000. But, and she's just, like, instantly good at the Force. Like, she's doing, like, the, um, she's, she's like, using the telekinesis, and she's, um, telling stormtroopers to do stuff. She's never trained to do this stuff. She didn't even know this stuff existed. She thought the Force was a myth. And then but she's she as good of a fighter as, like, this master Sith apprentice thingy guy. Exactly. And it was, like, one of the good things that was good about Luke was he he had to get trained in this. And he failed a few times. And the only time he's really seen losing the Force in A New Hope was when he when he destroyed the Death Star, which is, like, at the very end of him remembering what, what Obi-Wan told him, and he was trained. And when he blocks the laser from the training thing, when he first felt it. And... It's like, for her to be instantly good at that, it's like, alright, well, how am I supposed to really care about a character who's just so good at everything up front? Like, everyone loved her, she was just great at everything. Han Solo offered her a job, it's like, come on, guys. Like, I, I can't, I can't, like, really feel a connection with a character who is just instantly good at everything. That's not a good, that's not good writing, in my opinion. And then opposite of her, you had FN... T187. Also known as... Finn, the black stormtrooper who got all of the attention when the first trailer appeared, and people were like, you're going to have a black stormtrooper. In rah, the rah, defense rah, rah, of rah. that, that was taken way out of context. Most Star Wars fans just questioned it. Hey, how is that possible? The news people ran with it, like, Star Wars fans are racist. And then, of course, trolls ended up doing it. But for the most part, Star Wars fans are, are not racist, so let's get rid of that. Now, me, most people didn't care. Me, being the Star Wars fan that I am, was like, well, you know, after the Clone Wars, they destroyed uh, Kamino 
and I had to, you know, switch to using, you know, drafted troops instead of the clones because they no longer had a clone facility. So I understood exactly why there was a black stormtrooper. Yeah, but when you look at that, a lot of the extended universe is no longer canon. So, or is this movie not canon? I'd like to think it was. I mean, there's lots of canons in the movie, but yeah. So, all anyway. I want to say is, Storm Star Wars fans, by and large, are not racist. So let's just. But Finn, on the other hand, was actually a pretty likable character. I mean... I liked him, yeah. He had a lot of development. There was a lot of change, and a lot of things happened with him. Um, The only thing I didn't like with Finn was when he was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to run away and join these guys, and I'm going to work for them and go to the Outer Rim and stuff and yarp. See, that actually didn't bother me, because it it went with the whole, like, him seeing what the the, um, First Order stormtroopers were willing to do and what they were what they could do and everything, their capabilities. So that didn't bother me at all. What bothered me was the fact is, okay, as we said, he was a stormtrooper. He was taken from birth, well, or from when he was a little kid. It's never specifically said. Basically, brainwashed to be a soldier, like kind of like, um, I don't know, Nazi propaganda and stuff like that. And he, he, he went on his first mission, couldn't kill anybody, and then he, he and um, this... This uh, rebellion pilot named Poe ended up leaving, and he ended up getting in the mix of everything. Okay, that's fine. That's kind of cool. But I had a few problems with that one. First of all, okay, you've been brainwashed since childhood, and now suddenly you're acting like you're a 20-something-year-old, this goofy dude. Like, what the hell? Like, it was such a, like... Yeah, he's got I, it, it was, way too much personality to have yeah, been brainwashed. Yeah, he's got way too much personality. He's way too, like... Like, I can understand, and there's even an episode of The Clone Wars where... Uh, there's a trooper who went AWOL because he was like, I'm not fighting for them anymore. I, I don't agree with it. But he still has that soldier mentality. He still is a trooper at heart and in mind. He just doesn't agree with their ideals. And that's where this was so weird for, for Finn. Like you said, he was brainwashed from being this young child. And then all of a sudden, he's he's joking and he's laughing and he's having a good time and he's doing all this stuff, which really wasn't what the first order trained them to do. I mean, he didn't even have a name. He was just he was um F12187. He was just a number. And it was just like so weird for him to go from that to having this his own identity and and I can kind of understand, you know, now that you're you can be your own person, you try to do whatever, but there should have been a lot more awkwardness. Yeah, there should have been and there should have been um just you would think just and I'm not going for realism in it. I I understand Star Wars isn't Star Trek. We can't go for hyper realism, but you would think he'd be like kind of ashamed of like his cowardice and everything because he was trained from birth to think this is what we do. This is how you live your life, and it was just it was very forced. I wish like there would been more like he had been on other missions before that, but that was supposed to be his first mission. And there's another thing that bugged the hell out of me when and once again this is not spoiler free so if you haven't seen it don't watch this or don't listen to this but when they're going to destroy the death star i'm sorry star killer they they say that um he ends up getting them on board and he says he knows the outlaw of it because he worked for sanitation so they've got stormtroopers who are trained trained um soldiers working in sanitation also if he's in sanitation, why did they take him on board in a fight? That that was ridiculous. It was a promotion. You don't promote stormtroopers; they're regular privates. Listen, they had. Do you remember A New Hope when they when the uh, with the with the monsters that were in the trash compactors and shit? Yeah. He had to fight those as a sanitation worker. 
I mean, but I think then why did they intense. take him on board of like of all that stuff? And also, maybe, maybe he was a good was monster just, killer. I guess, but like then they should have like explained that. He why would find rancors like, on Tatooine and shit? Like that would have been cool, but like it was just such a ridiculous line. It was just thrown there for comic relief. Like, let's be honest, that was just a joke that didn't really work, and that was kind of ridiculous. So I liked Finn as a character. I think they should have spent a little more time developing him. They should have slowed it down. And they kind of just, like, but, by the end of the movie, they threw him by the wayside to make way for Rey. Yeah, who... Like, they, as the movie progressed, they featured less and less of Finn and more and more of Rey. And let's face it, Finn was a lot more likable of a character. He had a lot more development. There was a lot more going on with him. Even, like... When he started to use his lights, the lightsaber. Yeah, I after Ray rejected it, like you were like, okay, so he's gonna become the Master Jedi. He's gonna be, and it really would have been really cool to see him progress and come about as like you know this great Jedi Master. And it could explain his overcoming the brainwashing and everything yeah. if he was in tune with the Force. But no, yeah. like I like. I have to say, Finn was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I liked him as a character. I thought he deserved more development. I thought he deserved, like, a slower kind of pacing. If there was, like, a like a small series where, like, they go in, like, like developing him as a character, I would watch that, actually, because I, I, I thought he was a good character. And Easter but Egg just... here, the name Starkiller actually comes from the Force Unleashed video game series and novels, Darth Vader's apprentice was named Starkiller. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've played that a little bit. Just, yeah, you're just right. Just throwing that out there. I actually didn't notice that when I was watching it. But, yeah, there were there were definitely, like, problems in but I, I liked Finn, and Roy was kind of hot, so there's... I, I can forgive both of them. The only other character I think that was introduced was Poe, the pilot, who really didn't get much screen time. He was the uh, Rebellion's best pilot, and... He, he, um, he was captured by the First Order, and then, po I mean, sorry, Finn busted him out, and they left, and then their ship crashed, and you think Poe is dead for the longest time, but it turns out he survived because stupid reasons. That, that was kind of dumb, but I, I like Poe. He seemed like he was a cool guy, like. I, I, ha I really, I have to address another character here. All right. Captain Phasma. Oh, this man. was another big deal character that the media yeah. really. Well, there's exploded one more character on. I'll explain after all this, but yeah, uh, the media really exploded on because Captain Phasma was a female soldier stormtrooper, which you know stormtroopers can't be black or females according to the media. No, oh well, yeah, it was taken um, out of context. Star Wars fans, but were cool. like they played it up really big in the media and everything. But really, other than her voice, which could have been explained by a voice modulator, which is used a lot in Star Wars. You, there's nothing that shows Phasma as being female. The name Phasma doesn't really say woman. Her, you know, uh, her armor doesn't have, like, big boobs on it or anything. The actress that plays Phasma herself is six foot three inches tall, so it's not like she's short or anything. She's not, like, like really skinny. Like, there's nothing that really says male or female when it comes well, to Captain Phasma. Well, I'm perfectly okay with that. I kind of like the idea that they're not making a statement to say that she's a woman and everything. I like when they have female characters who are good because happen to be female. It's like, I think that's a good way to go about it rather than like, look, a woman can do this. Like, of course we know that we're not dumb. And well, like, listen, I, I, have, I, I like that. I, I, I have the way nothing they against her, her character. Yeah. I have nothing against her. But it's just kind of funny how like they played it up so big that, oh, she's a woman. Captain Phasma's a woman. 
and then it really didn't come to like any point in the movie where that really was a factor in any of it. Well, I had a huge problem with Captain Phasma because at one point, and once again, spoilers, she is when Finn and Han Solo get onto the Star Killer. They um, hold her up at gunpoint and make her take down the shields of the Star Killer, and all the whole time I'm thinking, you know, they plan on blowing it up, unless you're an idiot and you don't know what happened to the Death Star twice. You know, they plan on blowing it up. So it's like, why would you do that? Especially why would if you... you've been brainwashed from childhood that the First Order is the best thing in the world, you would never betray the Best Order. You would die first. Exactly. Had she, like, not betrayed them, had she, like, said, you know, screw you guys, I'd rather die, I would I would have respected that. It was just, like, she gave up so easily. It's like, you know you're gonna die anyways because they're gonna blow up the fucking um, Starkiller. It's like, why would you do that? And it's like, what seemed like, because she seemed like an awesome character to me, like, at the front, when she's, like, um... Uh, the the like metallic stormtrooper suit and just like her like demanding orders over the other one she was awesome she was like like uh, authoritative and that was what I, I would see as like as as a head stormtrooper I really liked her for, at, at the beginning and then that happened I'm like wow you just like you made this cool character just so uncool after that and like I don't know even just going like since everyone made a big deal about it being a female stormtrooper well you didn't really do anything good with her so. You know, what you was know, the point? Like, so, so, and, and speaking of stormtroopers here and badass stormtroopers, we have to give a shout-out and props to... There was no name given, but the stormtrooper that fights Finn. Oh, man, When that Finn has awesome. the lightsaber. He's, like, he's walking around with this riot shield and this blaster, and all of a sudden he sees Finn and he goes, Traitor! <laughs> he throws away his shield, he throws away his blaster. He pulls out this, like... Four-foot electrical baton. Oh, it was so bad. And, like, like, starts fighting Finn. And I feel like what they really should have done is had that be, like, Phasma. That's true. Yeah, that's... Phasma should have been fighting Finn like that and doing that. I completely And agree. even though, like, they killed that stormtrooper because, you know, somebody shot him with the with Chewie's crossbow. You know, it could have been, like, hit Phasma in the shoulder and she comes yeah. back in another movie. Like, she could have been taken down or whatever and come back later. But I feel like that should have been Phasma fighting fighting Finn, and that would have made it all worthwhile Oh, definitely. Like, I was expecting, like, when I first saw Phasma, like, this character's gonna be awesome. She's gonna kick so much ass. She's gonna be in a huge fight with Finn. This is gonna be epic as fuck. And, that was, that and was, then we were so disappointed by what actually, happened. I, I feel like that was the best, like, fight scene of the movie. Was, oh, definitely. Was Finn in that Stormtrooper not because, like, it had the flashiest moves or anything, but because it was very, like, evenly matched, because it was basically Stormtrooper against Stormtrooper. It also, it seemed very personal. Like, the guy was, like, actually mad at him for and betraying And it seemed them. very believable as yeah. a fight going on, as opposed to everything else with the fancy twirling and jumping and I will whoosh, say, whoosh, whoosh. I will say, because he was such a cool Stormtrooper, like, all the other ones just look like shit. Like, they just can't hit anything and then they just die easily like if that's like, if that's the stormtroopers of the first order they could have taken out the jedi themselves yeah. like why aren't there more stormtroopers like him like give that guy a promotion yeah so let's see what was your next uh next character there um the last one i have to point out with is um kylo ren kilo kilo what, ren like i give a shit about this awful character's name okay so keela wren is the oh spoiler alert again 
son of Han and Leia. He is a, I don't know, he's got a ton of minichlorians and everything, and decides that the dark side seems cool. So after being trained by, trained by Luke, he decides to go to the dark side. He's influenced by, I don't know, Empire, Emperor Ripoff, and goes to the dark side for um, no real he reason. He Headmaster Smoke, um... Lord Emperor, Voldemort. Emperor Smoke, Lord... I said that to Heather in the theater. I'm like, I'm like, look, it's Lord Voldemort. It's Darth Voldemort. Um, <laughs> actually, um, in actuality, it was Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Ah, um, of and course. Andy Serkis. Oh, well, The actor that, that plays Gollum in Lord of the Rings um, played uh, Head Leader Smoke, whatever they call yeah. him. Snoke. Snoke, that was it, yeah. But Supreme, Supreme Leader Snoke. All I think of when I say when you say Snoke is you ever see that one episode of South Park with Hillary Clinton where she's got the bomb in her vag, like Snoke. She's got a snook in her snatch, like and like, anyways. But yeah, but, um, yeah, Supreme Supreme Leader Snoke, yeah. um, Andy Serkis. So Gollum, Gollum oh, yeah. was Gollum was telling him because Dark he Gollum. lost the precious. Yeah. So basically, he's all pissed off and wants to join the dark side because I hate you, mom and dad. I'm rebelling. You have to dare. Like, it, it came off as a teenage rebellion the whole time. Like, he's got this, like, like black mask, like, trying to pretend to be Darth Vader because it's his grandfather. And he's and even that. praying to Darth Vader's yeah, mask at one point. He's got the, the mask, which I just want to say, how the fuck did he get the mask? Like, that made no sense to me at all. Luke burned it in one of the best scenes in any movie. It was very symbolic. And for him to have it, he just kind of shits on that scene, but I'm not going to get into that. But, so he's basically like. Oh, I, I want to be like Darth Vader, which I guess his parents never told him that Darth Vader rejected the dark side in the end to save Luke's life. Like, that's it's pretty key to the plot. And so, yeah, and he, he, he just like he was whiny. He was like, like he, he couldn't control his temper. He was he wasn't likable at all. I don't know why people are like, oh man, Kylo, Kylo Ren is so cool. Like, no, he wasn't at all. Kilo Ren was cool until he revealed who he was. Kilo Ren was yeah, I agree with that. Like in like when he in the beginning when, when, when he, he was, was in like, his mask, when he was interrogating people, but then when he sees Ray and he takes off his mask and he's like, Look, I'm Italian. And and you're like, okay. It's like And he's like, Ren Hipster Italian. Ren, love me. Love me, Ren. Our midichlorians they match. Our <laughs> midichlorians are touching. But yeah, it was just I was not impressed with it with him. Um, and it's, it's he has no motivation for being evil except the dark side took him and like okay at least and as much as I hated the previous at least Anakin had like he was trying to save his wife and he got influenced overly because of blah blah blah. Maybe they'll give him more of a backstory, but I highly doubt it. But he he just came off as this like whiny teenager. Well, he was he was like if let's say you take Darth Vader if he had stayed the whiny bitch that Anakin was in the suit. That was Kilo Ren. Well, and that's where, you know, Snoke even said at one point, you're the, you're the best knight of the Knights of Ren. And, okay, if this is the best that you have to offer right now, you're and he can, suck. he can be almost beat by rogue stormtrooper Finn and Jedi novice Rey. Yeah. Like, okay, I understand he got shot. But, but still, still like, if this is, like, your best, you know, attempt at the dark side force, the dark side is supposed to be all about power and strength. And you can't overpower these two people who have no idea what they're even doing. Like, that just shows 
you got one leg to stand on. Yeah, like, he, he gets into a, a lightsaber fight with Rey. And Rey, it's, Rey is basically on even footing and then beats him. And the whole time I'm thinking, you've been trained with the lightsaber. She has never. She, she just learned what, she didn't even learn what the force was. She learned it by accident and she's still beating you at it. Like, how much do you have to suck for that? Like, Luke got beaten by Vader in the first time because Vader was experienced. Luke was too arrogant because he it wasn't experienced enough. So for Rey to kick his ass, it's like, that was so ridiculous. And yeah, he was injured, but still, you were experienced. You've got the dark side on, your on like, working for you. Like, I don't know, fucking use it. And, and you yeah. know he's going to be back because they're like, oh yeah, we need to complete his training. I'm like, you didn't, like, well, the original training sucked, so. So I wonder if he's going to go to Dagobah and go through, like, the Tree of Mystery and have to fight Han Solo again. Oh, man. Yeah, and okay, because, okay, here's a few things with the fight, because I just want to get into the fight with, um, with, between Kilo Ray and Ren a little bit, because it was just ridiculous. Not only does Ray basically kick his ass, but, like, he's, he's, like, fighting her with a lightsaber, and at one point, he's, like, their, their two lightsabers are clashed and everything, and she's, like, leaning over a cliff. And then she's, he mentions the Force, because, like, you need to be trained, and blah, blah, blah. And she, like, closes her eyes and everything, and, like, I don't know, harnesses the Force, which ends up just as a roll away from him, which is stupid, because why did he even bother doing that? But the whole time, I'm thinking, just fucking kick her into the pit, for God's sakes! Well, like, he, he, he wanted her to be his apprentice. Why? He, he is, there was, there was he no is desperately in love with Rey. And for no reason. Because there. his dick needs to get wet, man. But that's, like... If what I think is going to happen, they're and what's probably going to happen, they're probably related. But ignoring that, it was just a stupid fight scene because she's like holding her lightsaber, closing her eyes, like I can use the force. And then it's like then she only only to do that to roll away and then like kick his ass after that. Like he just sucked. And never okay. And everyone and I need to put a put an end to this. Everyone keeps saying, oh well, she was good at the all uh, like using the bow, and that's why she was good with the lightsaber. No, fuck that. Using a sword and using a bow are two different styles. You cannot be master one and master the other one. That's like saying Donatello can be Leonardo. It does not fucking happen. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, this, this is, uh, that's about it for, uh, for our characters of, uh, of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope we didn't spoil too much for you if you haven't seen the I movie. I hope we spoiled everything. And if you, if you didn't see the movie and you didn't listen to my warning at the very beginning, well, it's your own damn fault. So, uh, yeah, um, it, it was an okay movie on the shot scale. I'm just going to say I would have given it a 4 out of 10. I'd give it about uh, a 4.5. It, it's not the best, it's not the worst, but it's nothing new. It's, it's interesting, but it's not, you know, blow me out of the water. I just want to say, when you look at the original Star Wars movies, they were inspired by, like, old Western movies. They were inspired by old Japanese, samurai like, movies. samurai movies. They were inspired by the Civil War. They were inspired by all these old works, like, um, uh, Dune, like, um, just all these other sci-fis that had been out at the time and before that. And the whole time you think, like, this movie was inspired by Star Wars, the original one. And it just doesn't seem to have that overall, like, human kind of storytelling, like, I explain Star Wars as it's the, the, um, it's kind of a story that's been told for centuries, only it happens to be taken in space. We don't know exactly when it took place and what time period, but we know it's a human story. It's the, um, archetypal hero story. And 
with and it has inspiration from everywhere. With this one, it was just like, how can we make Star Wars? How can we expand Star Wars? It didn't seem like they were looking looking to how can we make a a real story? How can we make how that can we make the bigger? most Star Warsy Star Wars of Star Warsness yeah. ever? And I think that's one of the things with this movie. Once again, it wasn't a terrible movie. I did enjoy it, but this does not hold a candle to the original. You can't just take a movie that had so many influences that had a really overall when you look at it a really unique story that is really has a lot of impact on our culture and say that this movie which was just like making another one of it is anything compared to those so i just to me this movie does not hold a candle to the original it wasn't bad but this was an okay movie as a star wars movie it wasn't great it was okay as a just a regular movie but I yeah. wasn't overly impressed, and I'm still kind of convinced that Star Wars doesn't need anything outside the original trilogy. And uh, we'll leave you with that. If you want to talk to us about it, you can leave comments here on SoundCloud. Tweet us at BMovieBros. That's all one word. Tweet Paul directly at BMoviePaul. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie, space P-R-O-S. This is a spoiler zone. You can say anything about the movie that you want. So uh, voice it all. And until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back. For more.